right. Hello and welcome to Manga Splain, the show where we recommend great manga to folks who haven't read much manga before. Hosted by me, Deba Aoki, David Brothers, Christopher Woodrow Butcher, and Chip Zdarsky. Follow along on our show notes and reading list at mangasplain.com. And oh boy, here we go. <laughs> I've been wanting to talk about this one for a little while. And we'll find out if the guys agree <laughs> in a few minutes. <laughs> But we are reading today The Yakuza's Bias by Teki Yatsuda. Now, this is a book that when I first heard about it, when they announced the licensing, I thought, this is, sounds awesome. And then when I got it, I got through three chapters and just was just lolling, just dying. <laughs> it was so <laughs> funny. And I just was couldn't stop talking about it. Now, as we all know, sometimes stuff that I really love just falls flat with the rest of the guys. So let's see what happens today, eh? <laughs> Especially since, you know, lately, I also have been kind of, one of the things I could relate to with this book is I too have been bitten by the K-pop bug. Not mm. as bad as this, but kind of close. So... Who's your bias? Ooh. Is, <laughs> see, uh, you know what the kind of blows me away about this whole K-pop thing? is like, I'm learning all this vocabulary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't know what this... The bias thing, the stand thing, man. The then there's things like when they dole out the parts for the songs, they call it the the person who gets the really, you know, showcase spot, mm -hmm. the killing part. Nice, yeah. It's like, dude, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a real education for me, and something that's been a lot of fun. But let me see if I can read the cover. Mm. Okay. A Yakuza enforcer becomes the gang's world's biggest K-pop stand in this cult comedy manga that went from webcomic to sleeper hit in Japan. Perfect for way fans of Way of the House Husband, Phantom of the Idol, or Spy Family. And in this description, it says, Ken Kanashiro is one of the top lieutenants in the feared Yakuza outfit, the Washio clan. He lives his life by the code of the Japanese underworld, where nothing is more important than loyalty and ties between soldiers and their aniki or sacred bonds. Kent's never had time for hobbies until the boss's only daughter, Megumi, drags him to a K-pop concert and he sees the glittering, charismatic Jun for the first time. Smitten like a new recruit on his first job, Ken plunges into the fandom with the solemnity and passion only a true man who walks the way of the Yakuza could muster. Whew. All right, that's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> so, ah, oh, jeez. Partly why I picked it is because, you know, I knew Chip really liked Way of the House Husband, and I knew that there were similarities to this. But there's also some interesting differences uh, that I found really appealing. So I'm going to start with Chip this time. All right. Chip, do tell. What did you think? I quite liked it. I, I can definitely see, obviously, the similarities between this and Way of the House Husband. I think Way of the House Husband is better illustrated, mm. whereas uh, Yakuza's bias progresses a story a bit more and kind of builds the world more than where the house husband did it's uh, i should be used to this now especially with like kind of the gag manga that clearly has started as a web version like mm -hmm. they kind of go in too early for me like you know page one he's already like infatuated like it's, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a right away thing and i kind of wanted to know a bit more about his life before this and his character before this so mm -hmm. you get that kind of difference which would have driven the humor home a bit more i think we saw him as like a stone cold killer doing all these things and then all of a sudden his world changes that that might have kind of sold it from a story point better 
but the gags are so good. Like, like I also laughed a lot reading this, especially whenever he would compare the the band to his Yakuza life. Like, <laughs> one, of the, one of the early gags is about it's like a hostage situation or a hostage exchange or 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 his bias, June relating him to kind of the idea of like the epitome of manliness, <laughs> which is you know it's great. Like it's it's super fun and funny. Like a lot of it, you know semi-predictable just kind of go through it like his, of course his enemy's also going to get into it as well but but the gags work so well that that i don't mind any of the kind of the predictable nature of it because yeah it's just super charming and, and funny so yeah it's like it's it's easy breezy there's not a lot there unless you really dissect the idea of like manliness and what is <laughs> what what is manliness between these two kind of worlds but if you don't go that deep, it's just like, yeah, it's very, uh, very gag oriented. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ones like this is definitely one of the books that I would like. I'd be interested to see in volume two, kind of where it goes with it. Because I, I did find with Way of the House Husband, I kept reading it, but I found the joke started to get old. Oh. Kind of as you went on, because they weren't finding new angles on it, really. Or they might have one new angle for every volume. Yeah. Not every chapter, like in that first volume. Mm. Yeah, not enough to sustain it. Like yeah, I still, yeah. I still enjoyed it, but it was kind of a diminishing returns. Mm. Whereas this, I'm just like, okay, yeah, like I, I can see this author is more interested in like seeing where it goes. So I can anticipate that volume two, volume three, or whatever, like will be different and interesting. So I am, I am intrigued to kind of see where it goes. Awesome. But was there a particular moment that you thought was especially funny? Oh man, there's there's a lot. Like, let's see. I took some screen grabs, similar to where the house has been when he has the kind of the dead eyed look, mm-hmm. and that says something. Like when he corrects the guy and says, "June's more cool than pretty." <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's just such a, such a basic, <laughs> such a basic joke. I, I love it. I really love the page when his when his enemy finally gets into the boy band. And I'll, I'll I'll show it here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's just, the, 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 the top panel is just him, you know, crying. A beautiful shot of him crying, and then just like a, the solitary kind of man in a room, and it just says <laughs> "man down." And I'm like, that is that is a solid, solid <laughs> gag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are, there are a bunch of fun little ones. Parts that made me like kind of laugh. There are laughs where it's like the laugh at the gag, and then there's a the laugh at like kind of a cheer laugh. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's great. Like <laughs> when when the two <laughs> when the two uh band members join up on stage and both do the finger guns. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I died. I died. I'm like, oh that's great. That's great. Such a simple thing and it, it made me laugh. And then the it showed like bullet so hitting glass. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, I really like that. I mean, sorry, I'm going on too much for you know my first opinion, but like I like the fact that they also eventually kind of went over to the band and, mm. and talked about the band's mm. kind of reaction to seeing that guy in the audience and their kind of interactions as this platonic ideal of, of a boy band, right? <laughs> like they're just like so supportive and wonderful. And yeah, it was very, very funny. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Well, Chris, let's hear what you had to say. Cause you were mentioning earlier that this kind of cheered you up this morning. Yeah. But I will say, you have been talking about this book for a little while, 
And I was like, well, I, I'll go check it out if Deb likes it that much. And I quit after chapter three. Shut up. The first time I tried to read this. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I was just, it, it was, I don't know what it was exactly. Cause I don't think that much had changed, but there was something about the chapter where the, the wife of the mob boss and Ken are arguing and they, there's, there's one page where there was like just two panels and they're sort of shouting at each other and it's like a massive word balloon. Yes. And yes. I was trying to read that yeah, yeah, yeah. over and over <laughs> again. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like I can't parse this. I don't know what's going on here. And I, I was finally like, it's no, go off this book. I'm done. And I, I just closed it. <laughs> uh, and I was, and I was like kind of dreading reading this today No, because oh, I wow. bounced off it so hard the first time. And then I opened it up and I read, actually even screen capped, I screen grabbed the first page and it's like, has my heart ever burned this bright before? And I was just like, oh, you weren't on the right level for this the first time you read it. You must have been in a bad mood, Christopher. You should be in a good mood. You need to read this in a different way than you read your other shit. And it was like, okay, here we, I've spent so long in this world of desire and betrayal. It's all I know. But I've, have I ever felt so powerfully drawn to follow one man for the rest of my life? Like, yeah, there is a, a wink and a nod in every single dialogue <laughs> bit in this entire book. And if you miss it, it, it's not just incomprehensible, but dumb. But if you get it, if you, if you catch the, the wink and the nod, you're like, okay. And then I had a great time. I had a great time with this book. I was laughing out loud. Andrew was like sitting next to me. He's like, so you like your book, huh? And I'm like, I don't <laughs> think so. But because I didn't like it the first time, but I keep laughing. So maybe anyway, by the end of it, I loved it. And then I read the second volume, which is also available now. Oh. And it has the stupidest fight sequence I've ever read. <laughs> And oh, good. <laughs> I thought David of you the whole time I was reading it. Oh, good. Because it's it was like David would get a kick out of this. It's a Yakuza fight scene in an abandoned warehouse mm -hmm. set to the music video premiere of their new <laughs> of the band's new song in the background on a giant projection. And as oh, the man. lyrics come down, it's just close-ups on fists and faces. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, this is a David moment, I think. So yeah, I enjoyed it, but it took a it took another go round, which was a little bit weird. And I I thought a lot about I thought a lot about how we read manga for the podcast and talk about our experiences with it. But we're all people too. Like we might just be having a bad day some days or chip a bad day, a chapter at a time trying to read before bed, something that's needlessly complex, like, <laughs> like Nausicaa, maybe, maybe Nausicaa's good. And chip was just what? bad. Chip was just what? having Blasphemy. a bad week. Like How a whole dare week you? That was not great. How dare you? Maybe we'll read chapter or volume two later, but uh, no, no, uh, no, no Nausicaa again. <laughs> well, I'm willing. I'm willing to check out volume two. It's funny you bounce off that page. So hard. So hard. Because it's, it's like, because that's the gag. The gag of the page is the fact that it's, these are two walls of text from people just like desperately yeah, trying to defend. 
it was people that don't need defending level. at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They don't need defending at all. No, and, and you can see it like <laughs> like millionaires. Yeah, the way the page is designed, like both of them with fangs, desperately like as these giant heads yelling at each other, and then like between them are just the most beautiful drawings of these two boys with like the flowers around them and just like yeah. whatever. They're like they're going so deep on characters that probably aren't quite that deep. <laughs> uh, My favorite moment was probably there's a running gag in volume two that I won't spoil. It's really good. It's really, really good about, Oh, <laughs> that's also a David moment actually <laughs> about geez, how certain kinds of young Japanese men really love beef brought up on a previous episode. That, like, <laughs> we're did. going to like, we're going to the steak restaurant and it's like this running gag that like, especially like Luffy and one piece, for example, oh, yeah. loves like eating meat or like, you know, like high school boys in, in you know, romance or gag manga are just like meat, 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 you know, doing yeah, the yeah. meat dance. Yeah, yeah. There's a really good, super subtle running gag in the second volume that I highly recommend. If you liked it well enough to want to read the second volume one day. So we should probably hand it over to you, David. What did you think of yeah. Yakuza's bias? I did not hate and then love it like Christopher. <laughs> I did think it was pretty funny. I... Like, it was almost like a puzzle when I first started reading. I was like, okay, who is this manga oh. for? Like, what kind of okay. joke should I be ready for? Because there's nothing mutually exclusive about, like, K-pop and crime comics. But they're they're on neighboring streets, let's say, instead of, you mm. know, being true neighbors. And the answer is, like, people who played Yakuza the video game and are extremely online. Because there are ah. all these jokes in here that I got where I'm like, oh, this is just like a reference to Kaiji, for instance. There's like a Zawa Zawa scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. People are chatting. Mm. There's like a GoGo13 joke in one of the chapters it, when people are tweeting about it. So it turns out I think this book might actually be for me, like judging by the things that I got <laughs> my screen caps. <laughs> but no, the gimmick is pretty good. The jokes are pretty funny. It's definitely like a surface level kind of Yakuza thing. Like they're, they're mm-hmm. not really getting into like, yeah. you know, the Gokuro code and all this other stuff, but they're playing with all the tropes of the genre. Mm. Like if you've ever played a Yakuza game or seen a movie, like you'll get basically everything. But the K-pop filter on top of it, I think it's how it, it's like a Yakuza comic with a K-pop filter instead of a K-pop comic that's like about Yakuza, if that makes sense. Mm. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Yeah. And I think that keeps the jokes like pretty aimed pretty well the one where the guy recites their clan code as a way of settling the <laughs> argument that Christopher was talking about. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just off to the side yeah. not just off to the side off on the ground where they took it off the wall to put up the posters of the k-pop people oh yeah <laughs> the clan code yeah. has been taken down from the wall yeah and then, and then now the posters are up and it's and the way to describe it's like it's like at the principal's office where all the portraits of the former principals are up on the wall <laughs> I thought, oh my god that's so clever <laughs> So the juxtaposition really works in this one. Like they really yeah. got the tone and the aesthetic. I just assume that there will be like a, a bathhouse fight at some point. Mm. When Christopher was describing the warehouse fight, I was like, if they're just wearing like their underclothes, it would probably be, you know, a very Yakuza thing. <laughs> but when did I, t- I think I liked it from the first page. Like I got the joke. I was like, okay, they're, you know, it's the manly burning passion thing, but for K-pop and it makes perfect sense for what like K-pop artists are supposed to represent. And it's like even more intensely parasocial now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Please explain. Because the whole K-pop thing, and this is, you know, just a 
fan thing, a collector's thing in every industry, but it's like intensely focused around spending money on your bias to like a ludicrous extent. The same way a lot of like J-pop stars or like girl groups in Japan, kind of the same thing, buy a hundred CDs to get a chance of getting a ticket to maybe shake their hand at an event kind of a deal. Yeah. So there's part of me that's like deeply not into that side of things, but there's another part. But it's completely like the variant covers. No, yeah, it's the, it's the same. Hustle, it's the same. Sh- it's industries. the same hustle. It's just variant yeah. covers ship. <laughs> yeah, but variant covers aren't like. I mean, the, the very few of the variant covers are people just like, I have to get this because of this creator. That's true. Like, yeah, it's more like I have to yeah. get this because it'll put my kid through college. Yeah, because I don't <laughs> which know. Which is wrong. Sure. <laughs> which yeah, is yeah. wrong. Yeah, this is this is yeah. definitely a more intense kind of version. Like the industries are differently bad is how I would describe it. <laughs> yeah. But there's another part of me that's really entertained and thinks it's very funny at the same time. So the combo of two really destructive in, like things coming together and being mostly jokes and gags, it really it was a nice read last night before bed, I think. Yeah. Mm. The bit where he pulls out the water bottle, the cup of brotherhood, I think that was where I was like, okay, they're really going for it with the Yakuza jokes. Because <laughs> yeah. part of the deal is, you know, you share a cup with, you know, your new brother. Mm. But it's ludicrous to have like a, a plastic water bottle just in your jacket coat carrying around <laughs> just in case. Yeah, labeled as <laughs> yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> and the mm. cup, you know. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, I think the author knows enough about K-pop to make the jokes really funny, to like to dig in a lot of stuff. Yeah. But also they're very online. So there are a ton of jokes in here that are just like memes directly from the internet. Mm, like, or they for feel example. like from the internet. The one where he is slapping the wall, or sorry, page 38 on the Kindle version, maybe, where the two underlings are discussing how their boss has changed. Mm. Uh, a couple pages before the big yelling thing. One of the underlings is like looking back and slapping a wall and saying something. Mm-hmm. Like that's definitely a meme image. A <laughs> bit where have you seen the picture of like a row of like four guys sitting in a folding chair who look kind of glum? Then there's a second picture where they're like this and like cheering. It oh happens. yeah, yeah. Oh. That happens when they go to the cafe and like the ladies in the cafe realize that he's the guy on Twitter, and they get excited and go over to him. Like there's a little reference to that panel. Oh mm. really? Yeah. There's all these like little very online bits that I was actually surprised I caught. It, like it made it kind of a fun read, more fun than I was expecting. I really liked the uh, his like the parts that were about his Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like. <laughs> for for readers at home, we should just say that he starts up a Twitter account when he learns that Twitter is a thing at all because he is a you know fifty old year old dude. Yakuza dude or old, older dude, a Yakuza dude, and he starts up a Twitter account where he's doing a Twitter novel that he is writing about basically how he in, becomes indebted to the Yakuza version of this K-pop star, and it becomes like a viral sensation within the fandom. <laughs> yeah. And he's a real Yakuza guy, and no one knows. Anyway, yeah, sorry, yeah, the so. fact that the, the fact that his voice, like, stands out as a result of, like... Mm-hmm his yakuza writing like even when he eventually interacts with the the opposing yakuza member and just the way he like phrases things just a very, a very intense kind of fan way but there's the other level he's also a murderer yeah 
<laughs> but then but then they roll it back. It's just like, well, I'm sorry, I took that out of context and stuff. Things you wouldn't actually see online. I'm like, oh man, it's, it's really funny to to read. When I the like K pop stars were talking about how cool it was he made them sound like a film noir hero. Like that yeah, was the And then the I started yeah. imagining that they were in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great scene. He just slaps him. I in love the, face. the part where he, his first one <laughs> yeah. was like his first tweet said character limit exceeded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also like just this line and sometimes a, a joke is like even within text is visual. Like when he screams here and he goes no matter how many times they come after me, brackets on Twitter, brackets like it's such a funny, it's, it's such a funny joke when someone is yelling as well. Yeah. To have that as a parenthesis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the lettering, like both on like the localization side and the original Japanese side, the lettering is pretty good. Like the fact that the K-pop stars laugh in Korean is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when they're reading the tweets, but then also all the work they do to like differentiate the text and like the little icons when people are saying like please don't kill me and has like a sad crying emoji (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a good looking book i agree with chip about the art though that is one thing i think that this has like very much middle of the road seinen art like lots of 3d models lots of like rendered Mm -hmm. backgrounds but i will say that the artist is a boys love manga artist i would not have guessed actually (laughs) oh seriously wow I, I was expecting something prettier. Oh. This is like from volume two. And mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you guys about the art, but every once in a while, the artist will yeah. like knock an illustration out of the park where like there's this absolutely maniacal drawing of the daughter who's just like so over the top into you know, <laughs> yeah, getting yeah. someone into getting someone sucked into the fandom. <laughs> like she that's draws a- the daughter so evil in like such a fun way. <laughs> Yeah. Also, that's the face every K-pop fan that I know has had when I've been like, hey, what's the deal with BTS? What's this butter (laughs) (laughs) No, and I can relate, Kate, because my cousin, like I've mentioned before, she's older than me. She's in her 60s, Mm -hmm. is deeply into BTS. And I went to the K-Con and I was looking for BTS stuff for her. And I just told her, I'm sorry, Kara, I have BTS face blindness. I have no idea (laughs) who the hell is who or who. I just picked up anything with this, those goddamn faces on it. If, I don't know who you like, but that's okay. I just got you shit. There's <laughs> even like animal mascot versions of them that you have to know and, about. And that, makes, and that is so much easier to figure out. Like she just says, get me the koala. I can handle that. But if she says, get me Jungkook or blah or V or what, it's like, I don't know. And I'm Asian. I, I'm, I'm supposed to be able to tell Asian faces apart. And I cannot. Well, there's, a all whole so chapter in, there's a whole chapter in volume two about how the two, the two dudes who aren't, who are like the like second in command can't tell the members apart <laughs> getting yelled at. And so they they're given a test by her to write down their names and what and when like mnemonics to remember who they are. And they're just talking to each other and they're like, I have no idea what's going on here. Like I have so lost relatable. The plot of yeah, my life. That's a great I thought gag. I was yeah, yeah, here you go. Uh this is the reaction panel for that. It's funny you brought it up. And it's uh shocked by how <laughs> <laughs> like just like Pure, like, uh, what is it? Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Shocked by how unsurprising he now finds any of this in like a perfect <laughs> dead face. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love the two underling guys. Like oh, the dark haired guy is yeah. great. Yeah. They're the, probably the ones I related to the most because they're like, <laughs> 
the bit like, what where the hell is this? Turn. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah. what's going on? But also, like, if I have to help, here's how I would do it. The cafe scene yeah. where he writes M&W. M&W is the K-pop yeah. group's name on the guy's face. And the boss asks, you're getting into them? He's like, not in any way, shape, or form, but I do have an <laughs> idea. Like, I respect. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I agree. I, I related very much. Well, I, I was going to ask you all, have any of you had these kind of intense feelings for it within a fandom for anyone like whether it be a group or a singer or any kind of creator where you'd just be like like it was all consuming on this kind of level not yeah. on this level i think no well no i, I mean this is yeah. new yeah like i love otomo like I, i'll probably end up owning at least one copy of almost everything otomo does in japanese yeah. or english but i think that's a little different because it's like a life project instead of like a keeping up with everything at the exact moment it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I remember being a, a kid and like when new kids on the block came out and like there were girls in my class that were just like, just rabid. Like yeah, that's yeah, all they absolutely. thought about. And obviously later on with like NSYNC and those kind of boy bands, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And my mom would tell stories of Beatlemania. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, she lost her mind for sure. But yeah, I've never I've never had anything like that. Yeah, so viewing this as like it kind of adds to the joke. Like I guess I guess the question is really like if you have had that experience or are currently having that experience, is this funny to you? Mm-hmm. Or is it too close to home? Or is it too close? Or is it just like, oh yeah, uh, no, like this just feels normal. It's almost anecdotal, but going by my friends who are into K pop, like these jokes feel very on brand for the kind that they would tell. Mm-hmm. Like okay. all of their favorite yeah. biases are beautifully handsome incredibly competent you know yeah. warriors or whatever but also like they're dumb idiots who they love to love i guess so, it, yeah. it, i guess it also depends on your age like if you're like yeah you know an adult then you at least have the self-reflection to know like okay yeah this is yeah. i'm really into this i recognize you know the the joke of it as well mm-hmm. you know i can read something like this and laugh at jokes like uh, if you handed this to maybe a, a 16 year old who is deep into k-pop fandom like i don't know if they would necessarily yeah dig the jokes makes sense I'll we, should, I'll we should have we should have we should have a 16 year old on the podcast yeah yeah <laughs> i wonder if it's just because we're dudes i, I was I, thinking, thinking about, about this yeah because yeah. i mean not to not to put you on the spot david but you just wrote in your newsletter that you listen to the same outcast song like oh yeah once a, yeah once a month oh, yeah. every month for 10 years like that's a yeah. that's like a commitment to well, the average was blown uh, by bit. the one weekend where I listened to it the entire weekend. But yeah, right. No, yeah. But there's definitely an overlap, I think. And I would say I've definitely loved things as much as K pop fans have, let's say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my way of expressing that love is different. Mm. Yeah. I feel like we're not allowed to express ourselves the way that like uh, girls are, honestly. Like they're expected yeah. to have Beatlemania. But if, a kid, but, if, but if a boy is into the Beatles that much, it's like. Well, we got to get them the electroshock therapy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's obviously there's a there's a romance slash sexual component to it as well. Like my yeah. mom was really into the Beatles, but yeah, she also definitely wanted to fuck Paul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like for sure, maybe she still does. I haven't talked to her about it recently. So, so there's that. I mean, there's that kind of level to this as well of just mm-hmm. like you know. They're teen idols, they're teen idols, yeah. right? Like there's posters yeah. of them. Like, like I don't know if David would necessarily have a a poster of Outcast necessarily. Actually, no. And they're like, no, but but you're focused on that song. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> you're focused on the song. Like the song is the thing. Yeah. It's not yeah. the, necessarily the people. the people. Yeah, a good example I think is 
like I don't really follow musicians on social media. Like I don't really want to know yeah. about like their happenings. And I mean, I like them, but like I don't like them that much. I love the music. Yeah, and I think for something like this, it's more about getting the entire experience of like this K-pop star's life, like seeing the glamour and glitz. I mean, it's like looking at a pop star. Like fundamentally, it's like the same thing. Going back mm-hmm. to I don't know Beethoven, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but well, yeah, it's a little different, right? Because like yeah. with, with K-pop, it's like you've got three to eight guys. Yeah, who will have this theoretically distinct personality types, and one of them might be for you, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. And and if you notice a lot of them are not um they're they're kind of pretty, right? They're not threatening. Yeah. They're not they're not scary yeah. manly men. They're kind of like if you compare like gay manga and BL manga, like yeah. one one is super, you know, manly, hairy, muscly, yeah. and the other one is kind of like if you didn't tell me it was a guy, I wouldn't know it was a guy. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. So it's like there's this like I was telling a friend it's like it's there's between Justin Bieber when he first came out and Justin Bieber now, who is a tattooed douchebag, right? It's like, yeah. the, Justin Bieber before was pure teen yeah. heartthrob bait. Justin Bieber he still now is, is in a different way. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. Those girls uh, grew up. It was a very, it was a very Those orchestrated thing. But yeah, current yeah. Justin Bieber, if my daughter ever brought him home, I would ship her off to boarding school. <laughs> <laughs> is it because he's Canadian? Deb, you could be straight. That's fine. But I think building on the Beatles point too, when boys are really into the Beatles, they kind of grew up into annoying dudes. You know, like the the way <laughs> that we true. express because they got to the trivia right, and then they yeah. were like, yeah, they're deep into like oh, and on this song, like this chord yeah. is like slightly off, and and I got yeah. this first pressing of blah blah blah. Yeah, but that's yeah. because and that's the way you're allowed to be into exactly. it. Exactly, mm-hmm. and it's not like women don't like trivia; Stats. like they know that stuff too. But there's also there's not there's it's not the, the baseball uh, of of music. <laughs> I was I'm, I've been I've been thinking about obviously because I think about it a lot. I've been thinking about the Spice Girls lately, yeah. and mm. and you well, know. There. Like the Spice Girls are also like a group where like each one had their personality. Like they're kind of you know if you're into this type, that type, this type. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. But it was still aimed towards young women. Like mm-hmm. like Ted. Like I mean, well yeah. Like there are a lot of girls that love mm-hmm. Spice Girls and and uh, maybe homosexual men. Chris, is that what you're like? Mm-hmm. I'm more of a Jerry Hollowell fan, <laughs> fan, but I understand I what you're getting at. Yes. But like me and my me yeah. and my guy friends, <laughs> my my guy friends or like guys in high school or whatever. Like you'd think that, I guess it's, yeah. There's a there's a whole bunch kind of wrapped up in it. But like, shouldn't that be for the guys the way like, and sync was for young women? Shouldn't young men be like, yeah. oh, the Spice Girls? Yeah, like I'm into her and I'm into her and I got posters of her and this is like, this is my thing. And you hear that song? Like I'm, I'm so like they're, they're ranking them. They have their biases. Mm-hmm. But it's just not how it worked. Like because mm-hmm. like they still straight young men still viewed like female performers like that as like a girl thing, which is yeah. so weird because it's like the straightest thing possible would be to be into the Spice Girls <laughs> as a young straight man. Yeah, like they were all attractive and like you know good songs, great songs. Some might say. Did you see Spice World in the theater? By the way. Oh, did you? No, I saw it later. Uh, I saw in the, the privacy was, of his own home. It was a real, event, my own home. It was a real event. Real event. I, I recommend rewatching Spice World. It's uh, it's fun. I, I got reprimanded when I worked at Second Cup, which is a coffee chain here in Canada, when I was in college for playing Spice Girls too much. <laughs> <laughs> like a customer complained to like management, and I was too told much. 
I was told to get Spice Girls off the rotation. Like, come on. But I was much more secure in my sexuality than my other quote unquote straight friends. I mean, just, a, just an aside, there's a documentary, I think, about this guy who followed the Spice Girls on their reunion tour. Okay. Mm. He just said he was in this career transition, I guess, and he decided to spend all his money to go see every single stop wow. on the Spice Girls tour. Wow, and wow. To, it got to the and he was a vlogger for it, and then it got to the point where the Spice Girls knew him. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and it was kind of like this dream come true for him because, like, and then all the Spice Girls fans would think, "You're so and so," kind of like how yeah. this Yakuza is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a great username. Very great. I would try to find it because it, it it's so similar to this, but it's you know this kind of way this on this online celebrity this. Mm-hmm. makes you connected with other people in a way you wouldn't expect. There's visibility mm. that yeah. matters a lot. Mm. I yeah. kind of have something to build on Chip's point, but I have to do an mm. anecdote to get there. If Please. you bear with yeah. me. So like I've been, I fell into a David Bowie shaped hole this summer, like super big. I always liked him. I learned mm. to like him as an adult, but like this yeah, summer yeah. has been a lot. One thing that I've figured out is that like, I want to feel free, like David Bowie felt free to be David Bowie. Oh, as God, like a yeah. life goal. Yeah. And so I've been watching what other people do when I go out in public. I've been going to concerts more often. I went to a Lauren Mayberry concert on Thursday, Ooh. the lead singer yeah. of Churches. Super good show. She did a Like a Prayer cover that made the audience go wild. Like, like it was like a picture, every yeah. grown man, every grown woman, like it was like they were 14 again. And I was like, I, I was never like a Madonna guy. Like I know some songs, but I wasn't super deep. I was like, holy crap, like this opened something up in them and they're dancing like they haven't in years, it feels like. Yeah, and I think yeah. that the K-pop thing, like it unlocks a lot of that for people. Like it gives you space to be obsessive, to like free yourself to just like fall into something the way that all these, you know, 40 and 50 year old men and women were dancing to like your prayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I think <laughs> the, the gendered stuff we've been talking about is still present, but it's changing kind of like as you know, oh, we yeah. get a, have a wider understanding of genders and culture and things like that. But there definitely is like a, a pathway to enjoyment, let's say, that we're taught about while we're young. They can be yeah. hard to get off sometimes. Like in anime fandom, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Lo- Love Live, for example. Yeah. Mm. Chip doesn't know what Love Live is. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. You got a Love Live explain to me. <laughs> how, how long you got? <laughs> I'm not a big fan and I don't know much, but I'll try to give you, like, it's basically it's an anime series, I think. And then it's about a bunch of girls who want to become singers. And then they all have different personalities. And then different, largely male fans follow them as mm. their bias, like as if they were K-pop artists. Like, okay. And then, then they will buy, you know, things with just that character's face. They will buy all incarnations of that, you know. It's a virtual pop group, but it's also a narrative. You know, like yeah. AKB48, right? Like that 48 girl pop group that kind of almost crossed over to North America for a little bit. No. No. Uh, <laughs> I was so uh, glad you let him explain it before you said no. Yeah. yeah was, <laughs> of course, of course. Show notes here, this yeah. is really awful. Just awful. There's I got an easy example. There's yeah. a manga that people love named Berserk. It's like very hardcore, grim, and gritty. The author yeah. is incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. There was what, like an eight-year hiatus or something like that? Because the author discovered Idol Master, a game of like <laughs> cute girls that it's like a dancing game with cute girls. There's a All whole right. constellation of games and like stuff around it. But he was yeah. so enamored of it that he was like, I'll get back to my magnum opus. And <laughs> like, that's like the 
the joy <laughs> this stuff brings to people, I feel. It is, yeah, it is that it. level of obsession. Like, okay. It's like if Simon Bisley was like, I'm just doing My Little Pony variant covers for the rest of my career. Amazing. I still, yeah. I'd watch I get, I'd, yeah, yeah. I'd get you to sign those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to, like, so I don't want to get too far into the AKB48 because it's, yeah. it's, it's a whole rabbit hole. But basically, it's kind of why you get the, the joke at the end with he, he saved from the bullet because he has three CDs <laughs> on his body. Because yeah. with AKB48, it's like the reason why they were so, it'd be 48 girls. And then there would be like this popularity contest to see who would be in the front of the group, right? Because out of 48 girls, not all 48 is going to be in front or get a lead singer role. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of them are kind of like backgrounders. And the way that you root for your favorite is you buy the CDs or the singles or whatever. And then if you're lucky, you get enough of those, you get a handshake ticket, which means you get to go to these special events where you get to meet them for milliseconds, shake their hands and look in their eyes. That is covered in volume two, by the way. <laughs> well, they, they talk about it here. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's uh... It is a way to make <laughs> one person buy 10, 20, 50 copies of the same thing. It's yeah. evil, but it's out there. It's capitalism at its finest. It's so, like they brought pyramid schemes to music. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I was going to ask you guys because I only started, you know, getting into this whole K pop thing because it's a whole world with its own you know, vocabulary mm. and, you know, culture and whatever. And even I had to rely on Megumi, the daughter, who would do these little explainer asides yeah. to understand stuff. Did this fly over your head? Was it, you know, understandable? They they were pretty good at laying it out for me. Like, like I, I picked up a bunch from this. Like, now I would understand when somebody started talking with these terms. I'd be like, oh, okay, I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think the terms yeah. they use are pretty... They're commonly used elsewhere in like similar, but not specifically the same ways. Mm. Yeah. Like when I first saw bias, I was like, they're using bias wrong. That's not how you use bias. But now it's like its own thing, you know? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It, it helps that it's about their introduction to the world. So yeah. as it's being explained to them, it's being explained to us, which is, you know, a mm-hmm. smart narrative choice. And I thought it was done pretty well to answer your question. Dev. I thought it was, it was done pretty well, but I also think, we read one of your last recommendations was also about a pop idol. It was Untouchable Midori-kun, which we read. And I actually kind of enjoyed that. It was like a, a Jose, like a women's manga. And I read, I think, three or four volumes of that, which goes pretty in-depth explaining how pop idol stuff works. So by the time that we got to this, I kind of understood all the pop idol stuff because mm, way it, yeah. it had been previously manga-splained to me, thanks to another of your recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, welcome to the world of female fandom. It's it's, <laughs> it's deep, wide, and very expensive. <laughs> well, it was in that too, and I was like, "Oh yeah, she just she she dropped like a grand, I think she said at one point, just to figure out who this guy was that was she was living next to." And it was like, it was never mentioned again because that's just like the the ticket for entry. And then there's a lot of that <laughs> in this book as well, which I think is interesting. But no, I thought you could yeah. I thought you could follow it pretty pretty well if you're not really well versed with. It was actually a little bit like. The Yakuza book that we read really early on that Chip wanted to read. Well, sorry, what did we mention earlier? Way of the House Husband. The Way of the House Husband. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Crossed with Midori Kun. Like, that's kind of what this is with like the a little bit of illicit, like getting to know you stuff. Yeah, it was good. I thought it was fun uh, for that. But yeah, I thought it was very. I think people who've been listening to the podcast and reading along will have no problem with Yakuza's bias. Well, that's good. In a weird way, the translation notes were a surprise. 
because they weren't oh. explaining stuff that I expected them to explain. Yeah. Like what, for example? Like, you know, in like feudal, feudal Japan settings, they'll be like, oh, this is like what Bushido and Samurai and blah, blah, blah are. This mm-hmm. is almost like explaining memes and non sequiturs. Oh. And sometimes things that like kind of felt obvious in the moment. But some of it is also like explaining their translation choices, which I guess is probably uh, the real goal. I actually liked that they explained the bottle service at the hostess club where you buy a mm. bottle and then she gets a higher percentage if you buy the bottle sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that was like real Japanese cultural explaining, but they didn't like gloss a lot of the more hardcore K-pop stuff, which I thought was really interesting. Like they kind of assumed if you're reading this, you have a certain level of K-pop knowledge going in. So they didn't yeah. need to, but like you maybe don't know how Japanese hostess clubs work. So we've got yeah. to explain that a little bit more. I thought that was an interesting choice. Yeah. Because I mastered the hostess mini game in Yakuza 0. That's That was the cabaret club. That was a good one. I actually uh, got it because of Tokyo Vice. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh. Nice. Just, a lot of the world is set in the hostess clubs. Very cool. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. The translation note. Sorry. The translation note I liked the most was the one about he only ever li- used to listen to manly old ballads. Yes, I'm the king of that <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it made me realize that most of the songs I love from crime movies are like old ballads and Yakuza songs and things like that, mm. like Inca. There's a movie called Tokyo Drifter by Seijin Suzuki. Oh. It's a masterpiece. And the lead song is Tokyo Nagare Mono, which is Tokyo Drifter Japanese. But the, oh. the main character walks around singing it the whole movie, which is one of my favorite things in any movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love the really janky drawing of the car right there, too. That was one where I was like, this person yeah. does not want to draw a card. Came up with a no. joke to cover for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this gives me a segue to a new segment. I hope it turns into a new segment. Mm-hmm. Because we always talk about Chip's Color Corner. This time I'd like to introduce <laughs> David's incidental background small little detail that I would otherwise have missed, Corner. We must oh. think of a, a catchier word for this, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would Please, say... David. <laughs> okay, so on the page where they're looking at the tweets, I, I mm-hmm. mentioned this earlier in the podcast too, but there's a small tweet that says, when we were waiting at the entrance, for some reason I couldn't stand behind him. It felt like my life was in danger. Did any of you guys get that out of curiosity? No. No. So the old tagline on the Google 13 anime was don't stand behind me. And oh, then, really? Sorry, oh. It was, don't stand behind him if you value your life. And the Google 13 thing was don't stand behind me. And I read that. And I was like, wait a minute. I know this phrasing. And I realized it's a Google 13 joke because he's a big, intimidating, you know, like stone face, scar face guy. That's the gag I liked the most that was in the background. (laughs) That is a deep cut. Yeah. I was just looking at one on page 27 where the guy with the dark haired guy with the glasses, he's like, he's like shaking his head in disbelief. And there's a point where he's shaking his head so hard that his glasses fall off and cracks. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. There's a lot of very rewarding little things like that in here. (laughs) And is this one pop team epic? Oh, maybe. Yes, actually, oh, when yeah. his face goes up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering that. That's around p- page 32 on the Kindle version. Mm. On page one, there's a really good little uh, deep cut. The panel that's, I've spent so long in this world of desire and betrayal, it's all I know. And that's actually the sequence, uh, you find it later in the book, where he saves his rival. 
from getting beat up. It's exactly the same posing where it's like <laughs> you see his tattoo from the back and that's what that sequence is. And she had it planned out on page one, which I thought was pretty fun. That rules. That's amazing. Also, yeah. looking at page one again, I love that he's standing so tall above the rest of the crowd. I didn't, yeah. I didn't catch that on my first. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're only teen. Yeah. This is a this is a small thing that I, I liked on the page where the, the, the boy group is talking about whether or not they should get that tattoos. And the one guy wants to get the faces <laughs> of each and every cheers. But then it was like, but our fan base keeps growing. I fatten up, keep making the canvas bigger. And they're like, that would stretch the faces out. But I love that above that, the sound effect is chub. <laughs> With two Bs. Like the two Bs makes it like a proper sound effect. And I like, I, I like that with the bubble lettering. He's adorable too. Yeah. Oh, so great. Uh, call this, call it sweat the small stuff. Oh, sweat the small stuff. There you go. That's why you're the master. (laughs) But did you have one, Deb? A small thing that you liked? I'm trying to find it because there was Uh, something I didn't notice before. Uh, I was was actually going to name your segment Little Brothers. Oh, (laughs) I love that. Oh, that Chubb font is kind of in the Kanukimon font, Ultimate Muscle. Oh really? Oh, <laughs> Good luck with yeah. your show notes, Chris. Like, <laughs> actually, it's a hundred percent Kanukimon. Oh it's really? True, isn't it? The author here re- clearly enjoys making this book because of yeah. all these kind of fun little bits. Yeah. Oh, it's so much it's fun. Nice. I mean, they actually won an award from a Korean comics publisher, like okay, the R award from Riddy. Like and they were so proud because it was like this. I think it was like one of. The, like given an award for like one of the best new series. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty nice. You know? No, mm. I can see it. The joke writing, like the, I don't think it's an art centric book in that same sense. Like the art does what it needs to do, but the writing is really strong. The staging storytelling. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. In fact, it's Chubb because the sound effect in Japanese is Muchin. Like Muchin <laughs> is like muscle and fat in Japanese. I think like Muchi Muchi. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, and then Chin is like shiny, so it's like yeah. Like, that's why it has little little glimmers on it. <laughs> that's funny. Wild. I guess uh, the, maybe the last question I'll ask you guys as a group is the definition of manliness that mm-hmm. is given in this book, both for the yakuza and for the boy bands. Was that resonant for you in any way? Did it make sense for you? Did it think you like, yeah, I'm down with that? Or no, what are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I could live by their Yakuza code of the groups all about its members uniting to amplify each other's efforts. You can't separate any individual member from the whole. And if they hadn't formed, you wouldn't have your biases to begin with. And it's not about being better than the others. They all think as one. That's kind of how I think about manga explaining. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The manliest podcast around. (laughs) Yeah. It helps that they're doing like the like super modern definition of manliness, which is like extreme and intimidating dedication to everything you love. Yeah. Instead of like the traditional macho kind of thing. Like there's there's mm. overlap, you know, but kind of it's how we approach it nowadays yeah. with kind of a smile instead of a if you don't fit this bill, you know, you're weak. Oh. Yeah. And lots of manly tears are shed here, by the way. Yeah, sure. dudes cry all the time. They're so emotional. Yeah very true <laughs> i actually thought it was i think they're walking a pretty interesting line by having mm-hmm. this yakuza guy be so 
enamored having multiple yakuza guys be so enamored of these like beautiful like teen or well, not teen i guess they're in their their 20s pop idols mm-hmm. and it's like we're never going to suggest that it's anything other than like pure admiration for their warrior spirit which is like <laughs> camp as hell like that's yeah. camp yeah yeah like that's like charlton heston in ben-hur camp <laughs> And it's like, I I am curious to see if it pays off at any point. Because Yakuza, the games, same deal, right? Like, yeah. everyone's really, really manly. But they get into some <laughs> wacky situations. When your boss betrays you, you both have to rip off your shirts before you fight. You can't fight with a suit coat no. on. No, yeah, of course not. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> come on, Golden Kamui and the sauna scenes. Come on. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's the yeah. manliest thing there is. <laughs> Yep. I think there is something to that, but there's also, it's kind of like Gapmoy, you know, mm. where it's like, you expect the manly guy to not be into this and that's what makes it funny. But then there's also that risk of like, what are you poking fun at? And I think this does mm-hmm. a good job of not being like, these K-pop boys are less than these Yakuza men. Yeah, because, no, they're, these, more. because they're transposing the Yakuza sensibilities onto the K-pop band. Yeah. Like that's that's why it works. That's why mm-hmm. he's like, you know, he's he's linking their manliness to what his values are with his other brotherhood. Yeah. Crime. So it, yeah. That's it's how almost it works. Like when you meet someone who loves a movie that you love, but for completely different reasons, and you're like, What? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh shit. That happens in volume two too. I'm not even joking. <laughs> shit. All right. I gotta read volume two. I think I need some royalties. I don't know. oh i just found another one it's on page 133 where he's in the car with the guy who just got out of jail Mm -hmm. and then the guy goes why didn't you say so early and then he smacks him and then smashes the cd (laughs) and then jun has a spare (laughs) (laughs) which he pulls out he goes he goes uh had you recognize any of these guys and then the other guy you know his head is in his hands he's going Somebody help me. Get me back in the big house. It's scary out here. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even notice the part where the CD was smashed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's partly because it's a bad drawing of a smash CD. There you go. Mm, There you go. Yeah. But a good joke about a smash CD. So, like, I kind of forgive a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that they had to label the other CD spare to sell the joke. <laughs> that's what that's what clues you in that, oh, wait, yeah. Like, let me look back. Oh, yeah, in that mess, there's a Smash CD. Yeah, mm, very man. funny. Well, I'm going to just, I guess this is a good time to kind of go around and get some final thoughts. Let's see. Chip, you want to start with that? Yeah, stupid. I hated it. that was great it was it was a lot of fun and this is one of those ones where i will probably end up checking a volume two especially since everyone kind of spoiled volume two for me during this (laughs) and now i've got to read it by everyone you mean just me right just just me (laughs) yeah okay yeah no no no. he tantalized you into reading (laughs) that's true that's true david you want to go next yeah i didn't expect to dislike this one but i still liked it more than i thought i would Hmm. One of those. It's where I was like, okay, this will probably be fine. And then instead of being fine, it was pretty good. Yeah. There's, I definitely am going to send this to some K-pop friends that I know. I actually just asked our mutual friend, Jenny, if she's read it. We'll see. But yeah, I'm, I'm pro Yakuza's bias. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. And Chris? I think a, it, it made me think a lot about, well, we talked about it here, but it made me think a lot about how dudes are allowed to or not allowed to express admiration 
for things like this or get into things. And the, and the baseball stats thing is a really good example of that. And it made me think about how I approach manga, actually, because I had such a nice time reading it. It was like a welcome laugh today when I kind of needed one. So yeah, and it's but I bounced off it so hard that first time. Like it was like I it was like I couldn't read it. And it happens sometimes with comics for me where I like start reading it and I'm like, it, like, is this is this translated badly or am I <laughs> have I forgotten English? And yeah, sometimes comics you just need to hit need to hit you the right way. And it's a good thing to remember, especially doing a podcast about a comic where you offer up definitive opinions. But yeah, good. Educational, manga explaining y. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And I pretty much loved it, period. I mean, I've been shoving it into people's hands as soon as it came out. The print version is really nice, too. It has some nice mm. spot gloss and a really nice treatment. So if you really enjoyed it, get it in print, because it's a lot of fun to read that way, too. And I did read volume two, and it is so fun. And I have the same concerns as Chip, that it's gonna, it's, it's a really, it could be a one-note gag, and it could get old fast. Mm. But I, I've been enjoying it so far. I mean, if, I felt like I didn't laugh as hard as the first volume you know like how a, a band their first album is really good and their second album is kind of so-so sophomore, sophomore slump yeah yeah because like you know they they put everything they had all their energy into that first one and boom and then the second one is like oh i gotta live up to that but they don't have as much time to develop so mm. i don't know how long this series is but so far i've been enjoying it and mm -hmm. we'll see you know i don't know whether it's gonna peter it like with the way the hospital's been it had it highs and lows but i feel like the character building the the way they're adding more characters to the world and explaining more facets of the k-pop world is fun for me it's it's fun and educational let's put it that way <laughs> yeah but that makes it sound tedious but so no it's just fun yeah there you <laughs> go. I, I like thinking of this as an explainer manga kind it of. is kind of <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that was a good go round of the yakuza spies mm-hmm Let's pause for a little break and we'll figure out what we're going to talk about next. And we are back. And I think, well, let's just do a couple of shout outs because we're nearing the end of the season. And I think it's going to be a little bit till we can pick some more books. But let's go. Uh, let's, let's start with David. David seemed to have a good shout out in mind. Yeah. So I'm going to play off the Yakuza's bias a little bit and... You know, I should have said I'm going to indulge my Yakuza's bias. <laughs> Let's start again. Uh, start again. Cut, all cut right. all this out. Yeah. So I've got a bit of a Yakuza bias in my film watching, you know, choices. <laughs> and so my shout out this week is Cops vs. Thugs, a movie from 1975 directed by Kenji Fukusaku, who also did Battles of Honor and Humanity. Quentin Tarantino loves him. He did Battle Royale, like in 2000. Oh, really? He, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, he had an incredible career. It was the next to last movie he did, I think. What a great name for a movie. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, Cops vs. Thugs is about every exactly what the title says. It's set in 1963 yeah. <laughs> in a fictional city. There's like two Yakuza gangs, and it's a crime war. Like, they want control. The cops don't want to have control. Everyone's kind of like a bad person. It stars Bunta Sugawara, who's like a classic Ooh. Yakuza actor like he, you saw his face like he's been drawn into one piece as a character he's got a very you know mm. classic appeal i don't yeah. know it's a good movie it's not necessarily a good time but i loved it so yeah cops versus thugs check it out it's got actually the blu-ray has art by the comics artist ian McEwen, who's oh, wow. really fun yeah is it a criterion collection thing or something 
it's Arrow Video, which is like the next to best criterion. Like yeah, they, they do a lot of movies like this. Yeah. Very cool. All right, Chip, do you have a shout out? I'm I'm deep into two books right now, so I don't know if they should be official shout outs yet because I'm not done them. Maybe they'll become bad. That's okay. You talked about BlackBerry before before watching. That is true. That is true. I did. <laughs> uh, one one of them was suggested by David because it was on sale, and he knows I love a cheap book. And it was Heat Two, <laughs> Michael Mann's Heat Two, which is a novelization sequel to Heat, which is one of my favorite movies. So I'm like, all right, I'm in. Nice. But so far, so good. I don't know. Have you have you been reading it? I haven't started it yet, but I heard right. that it's like prequel and sequel somehow. It uh, it starts a little bit prequel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too far in, but there's definitely yeah, a sequel, and then I think it's mostly prequel. But mm. that and uh, I've been reading because my wife started reading it. She's like, "You gotta check this book out," and it's Naomi Klein's Doppelganger. Mm. Oh, I want to read that. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm like a hundred pages in, and it's amazing. Like every two pages, I just go, "Oh wow, that's a great way of putting that." Like she's so good at just like analyzing where we're at in culture and the political mm-hmm. divides, and just for anyone that doesn't know, it's like. She is often confused with Naomi Wolf, the former feminist writer of Beauty Myth, who has fallen down a right-wing conspiracy hole and is now like a frequent guest of Steve Bannon's. Wow. And so Naomi Klein just keeps getting confused with her everywhere she goes because they they both kind of came up at the same time, were kind of writing in similar circles, and then the split happened. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's through the lens of her viewing Naomi Wolf as her doppelganger and like, and like, wow. how did that happen to Naomi Wolf? And how is it happening to so many people wow. in this world who are kind of going down that rabbit hole, especially kind of post-COVID? Mm. So, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a really fascinating kind of analysis mm. of where we're at mm. in terms of like the political divide and, and that, that weird diagonalism of like going from like far left to far right really easily. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because like a lot of the values kind of like kind of overlap. Like, oh, you're worried about like, you know, surveillance state? And like government control of your body, well, we've got a thing over here for you. Like it's very yeah. much that's true. Yeah, and it's about kind of the weakness of the left in terms of action, in terms of like in terms of just kind of letting the right kind of take that, and because they've taken that, they don't touch it anymore. Like, oh, if you yeah. believe in surveillance state stuff, like, oh, you're wackadoodle. Whereas, like, you know, five years ago, it'd be like, we really should be concerned about the tech industry, you know, yeah. data mining and observing us all the time. But mm. yeah, so it, it's, anyways, it's, it's really fascinating. Like I said, I'm only 100 pages in, but I already oh. want to give it a, a shout out. My That's real awesome. shout out is for, and it's, it's a series that kind of bounced off a bit at first, but Apple's After Party. It's kind of a murder mystery thing. And we jumped into season two, which, like, every episode is like a murder mystery, but every episode is done in a style of a different type of movie. Mm-hmm. so like like a film noir kind of thing and then one is like a wes anderson kind of treatment and it's super fun but it also stars sam richardson who is like oh he pound rules. for pound i think maybe the funniest guy on the planet like yeah. he was richard split in veep which is my favorite show <laughs> detroiters president split, president split sorry i should respect the <laughs> respect the office but the <laughs> and then he shows up and i think you should leave a lot because mm, he was in yeah. detroiters as well which is also an uh, all-time great. And yeah, he holds it all together. He's super funny in it. Oh, wow. The yeah. Naomi Klein yeah. thing with Naomi Wolf is funny because it happened to Parker Posey, too. Like, oh, yeah? There's like a notorious turf named Posey Parker in the UK. What? <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah. yeah. 
I, she should legally be able to fight her, I feel, and fight the name permanently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, oh, have, I have never been so glad to have such a weird name. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, double actually, gangers. I picked a weird name, it helped. <laughs> and uh, Chris, do you have a shout out? Yeah, I was actually, um, when I showed up the great city of Tokyo, where I am. What a cop out, <laughs> right? Chris. I know. I actually, I posted this in the Slack, so I apologize that you guys aren't getting this fresh and new, but we were out last night and one of the safe questions, if you're, if you're hanging out with new people is, well, what do you do? And I say, oh, well, manga no shupon desu, henshin desu. And they're like, uh, like manga editor. And they're like, really? Oh, what's your favorite manga? And I was like, I don't know, probably, probably Tech on King Creed by Tai Matsumoto or Pluto actually is one of my favorites by Naoki Osuro. And he's like, oh, Naoki Osuro is my favorite. And I'm like, oh, really? Dude's like yeah because my name is naoki and i'm like oh that's kind of cool it's like yeah monster's my favorite and i'm like oh monster's really good we've been talking about getting chip to read it for a while he's like yeah i went to germany to visit the scenes from the manga in the real world and i was like oh okay (laughs) like that's uh a lot actually he's like where jonah and it's i was just like and he was just he knew about monster that's a manly fandom don't thing don't you think yeah. It's like, right? Yeah, like, yeah. That's intense. He's like, I never wanted to go to Germany, but then I read Monster and I was like, well, I have to go now. And it was like, okay, well, cool. And he was like a nice guy. Yeah. But like, everyone's got this, got their thing, right? And just, yeah. you don't really the- remember that <laughs> until you I meet just had people a in the real world. Wave, think, listening yeah. to you talk about that because mm-hmm. there's a religious vibe to that like walking in the steps like making a pilgrimage mm. yes there is and i think that's mm. there's probably something to that with regard to k-pop as well that it's like a yep. specific kind of worship that's in volume two too <laughs> well also we, we didn't we didn't really mention it from volume one but like they go to the cafe to oh that's in, in volume one that's that, in volume one yeah, yeah. That, that, that oh yeah yeah in. yeah Oh, that's uh, so funny. That's now I'm wondering about like how guys liked stuff in like the 1600s. Like, were they still reserved, or was it more like Beatlemania? You know. <laughs> mm. Oh, I love this jester. <laughs> <laughs> I follow him town to town. Town to town. He keeps getting excommunicated from the country that I live in, and I have to keep changing countries. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that fan, like, there are people. All kinds of people figure out how to make money off fandom, like your Michael's stores or like your mm. art supply stores in Japan have blank fans and all mm. the things you need to make your own signs for the concerts. Mm. To hold them up at the concerts. To hold them yes. up, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Or at the meet and greets and stuff like that. And they show you all the techniques to make it look, you know, like with the face and with make it sparkle. Or mm. like, like I've been watching some of the K-pop reality shows and some of them, the girls will hold up their phone and it will scroll the name of the, oh, of yeah, the yeah. artist. That's cool. Like, mm. Just when they hold it up. That's one thing I should have mentioned before. Like knowing so many K-pop people, like I've seen like the creativity that comes out of yes. the dedication. Oh like it's not just yeah, spending yeah. money. Like it's like expressing your love for something. Yeah. A lot of it is like making a thing, do that, or mm. wearing a costume, or even like music videos, you know, like learning video editing, which is like a professional mm. job. Like you can make real money doing that just for kicks, just for fan cams. It's really yeah. cool. Like, I mean, fan camps basically like, and this Korean entertainment companies allow this, allow certain key fans to just make videos that only focus on their favorite. 
Yeah. <laughs> Meaning like you can watch, there's eight guys dancing around, right? This one camera person just has a camera on that one guy. <laughs> See, and you can watch AI a YouTube video of just that one guy. <laughs> you need to be able to do that after. You just, yeah. you set it, you walk away, you come back and you're like, just this guy's face for two hours. Here we go. And just, just follows them. <laughs> and I've yeah. watched some of those, those, those videos and it's like, oh wait, so I'm watching the guy standing to the side of the stage waiting for his turn. And it's like, this is what? <laughs> but you can see the concern and the care in his eyes as he <laughs> takes his in front of his. <laughs> it's funny yeah. you said that, Chris, because I think Deadpool 2, I don't really want to watch, but I do want to cut up all the scenes with Domino in it because she's my favorite X Men character. And I think that's like mm. the first good use of AI that I can think of. It's giving me that cut. Yeah. I hate to tell you, but Deadpool 2 <laughs> is hilarious. It is actually very good. <laughs> And all right, I'll put it back on the Deadpool list. Too. Also, uh, I, I never remember how to pronounce her name. Is Zazie? Yeah, Zazie yeah. Bates. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean she's remarkable. Like, yeah, she know. gets real short shrift in that movie. Like, like all of her scenes together might be three and a half minutes, but the movie is pretty fun. <laughs> the 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 editing out reminds me to R.I.P. to Joe Matt, who passed away oh, recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The thing I I mostly remember about him is the fact that he edited all of his VHS porn tapes to get yes! rid of the men. <laughs> Yes, I remember that. Oh my god! Amazing. Also, yeah. how that's so much work. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had the time. Yeah. <laughs> For someone who was lazy, he had the time yeah, to do yeah. something so meticulous. Yeah. I feel like by the end of that project, I would like men. Like I'd be like, oh, I get yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and all analog too. My God. Yeah. I know. I know. Some real dedication. Uh, and like we're talking hitting play and pause on the buttons. He didn't have like a setup. He didn't have like a yeah. mixer. Yeah, no, it was uh yeah, Joe is an interesting guy, actually. Cause yeah, he was he was a hundred percent authentic. Like he wasn't putting on anything yeah. for the comics. And it was wild, actually, whenever he whenever he would come into the shop. Because I was I was really young when he was mm. when I was working at the Beguiling. I was I just started and he moved to LA maybe three or four years after I started there. So I didn't know him as well mm-hmm. as obviously Peter or, or Seth and Chester, but yeah, he was a hundred percent him. That's there's no there's no putting it on. <laughs> so it was pretty yeah. fun. He sounds pretty free. Yeah. He was very free. <laughs> yeah. So the other thing I was gonna say is like, oh be, so maybe before we get further, it's like you mentioned Deadpool. So one of the bands, the Stray Kids, they're a big band. They played at uh KCON. They're one mm-hmm. of the most popular they're kinda like maybe I mean, kind of up there. It's really, really popular. On one of the shows, like the reality shows for boy bands, it was like this championship show where like six top boy bands had to compete against each other. Jeez. So Stray Kids did a, a whole musical number inspired by Deadpool. <laughs> and, okay. Now here's the best part. Ryan Reynolds became a big fan of theirs. And they had this mutual admiration society where they actually visited each other and like yeah so stray kids fans got to know ryan reynolds and ryan reynolds fans got to know stray kids and it was just wow That's <laughs> <amazing>. perfect <laughs> i'll look for the video but it's it's what's the show called i think it's a boy band competition called called kingdom or something mm. i'll see if there's a video but it was it's something else That's all right it. so was that your shout out no i have <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> all right Let's see. Now it's a two-parter now. <laughs> okay. So so the one about how a manga can make you interested in something you, you didn't know you'd be interested in. I've been reading Capetta 
by Masahito Sota. He did Firefight at Daigo. Oh, okay. He did a, a manga about a young boy who gets into go-kart racing who aspires to become a Formula One racer. Mm. And it takes him through this whole journey from when he's eight years old to when he's 20-something, and he becomes this Formula One racer. And then after I read all of that, that's only on K-Manga. I saw on Netflix, there's a documentary called Formula One Drive to Succeed. (laughs) No, Drive to Survive. Drive to Survive. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'll watch it. And all of a sudden, it was interesting because the manga got me interested in that world and helped gave me some context. So I watched all of season five, got to the end of it, and I thought, oh, it's the end. And then I found out there were four more seasons. Mm, all right. That, that I didn't watch before. It's like, oh shit, I gotta watch this all over again. Spoilers. Because it, it was like, well, there's one Japanese driver who's kind of funny. He mm-hmm. like farts in the car with his teammate and he says, Don't worry, man, my, my farts don't stink. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> one then, of those guys. And then his uh, his teammate who's French goes like, You lie <laughs> and rolls some of But it's it's a fun little reality show about again male friendship in very trying circumstances. If you want to get into F1, Deb, it's just as deep as K-pop hole. And there's a lot of very handsome, very rich men who are in it as well, which is another K-pop crossover. I recommend following (laughs) Lewis Hamilton on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh! He generates more thirst. He's like a a parched desert generating thirst amongst (laughs) all of his many fans of all genders. Watch, Watch Lewis Hamilton on the Graham Norton show. If you get a chance, just look up clips because he's very charming on that show. He's in the show. There's a whole cast of it. It's like a sports manga, but with Mm -hmm. real people and cars. Because it's the way this documentary series sets up is like each episode focuses on one driver and what happens to them in that particular season of the races. Mm. But you also get to go around the world because the races happen like in Bahrain and they happen in Azerbaijan and they happen in Austin, Texas. And it's kind of neat and they talk about their families and you know then you get to see lots of car crashes so it's like i don't know i don't i just kind of like that sort of breed of show like you know like i talk about clean sweep a lot about that korean baseball team one like Mm -hmm. that's i enjoy watching this these types of shows where there are people you know who are trying their best Mm. and there's manly friendship (laughs) Mm-hmm. And, you know, these ups and downs, and it's kind of fun to watch. It is kind of like watching those K-pop reality shows. Yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, the other one I really enjoy is Girl Crush. Girl Crush is on a comic key. It's by Tamaya Midori. It's a series about uh, two high school girls in Japan who go to Seoul be- to become K-pop trainees. And it's really well drawn and really And they start beautiful. to fall in love. I just heard I read I just heard about that. Is there is there actually an English translation of that? Yeah, it's on Comic Key. Oh I can't believe that there's not print for that though. That's seems like a slam dunk. The art, the cover art is so beautiful too. It's really good. Yeah. Comic Key actually has some good stuff on there. Like this one called Firefly Wedding, which is a huge hit in Japan. But it's that's the only place you can read it in English. Hmm. There's a couple of uh, yeah, like there's there's a couple of things that are exclusive on some of these manga apps that are like wow. Why we run a manga app where we have exclusive manga that's very good. Who knew? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm, we've we've just launched two of them. People should check that out at mangasplainingextra.com. Nice self insert. That, that's the yeah. one job smooth. thing that David's actually going to cut out this this week. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else stays. I'm going to play it. Oh no, no, you actually. you can't. Oh, you perfect. Can't. <laughs> cool. 
<laughs> that was a fun bunch of shout outs and that I hope give our listeners lots to enjoy other than the Yakuza's bias. So thanks a lot for listening and we'll see you next time. Listen, I'll same. just sing Dynamite by BTS until Deb's ready. You can uh, actually sing uh, it. Uh, uh, <laughs> see, I will I, leave I, this part <laughs> in, Christopher. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. <laughs>